Welcome aboard the Power Up with Manal podcast, your go-to source for inspiring entrepreneurship, leadership, and mental fitness development. Get ready to push your limits mentally and come away feeling like a turbocharged version of yourself. Let's power up our lives. Allow me to introduce you to Dylan Healy, one of the co-founders of Animation Explainers. This man is not just an entrepreneur, but an embodiment of the just do it mentality. I recently had the pleasure of sitting down with him for an interview, and let me tell you, it was a blast. Armed with a pint and a contagious sense of humor, Dylan shares his amazing journey into entrepreneurship and the fusion of fun and determination that brought him to where he is today. From the very start of the interview, Dylan's wit and wisdom shines through. He emphasizes that there's never a perfect time to start your own business, and you should take the leap and get started. His story was a testament of his philosophy as he plunged into the world of entrepreneurship. Dylan's journey was short, nothing short of inspiring, and he and his co-founder used this creativity and passion to establish Animation Explainers, a company that has now created over 850 animated videos for over 300 clients worldwide. He shared his pride in being part of the team that creates something new and exciting every day and the satisfaction of seeing clients happy with their work. Of course, a fun factor couldn't be missed in this interview. Dylan emphasizes the importance of enjoying the process of building a business and not taking things too seriously. After all, laughter and beer go hand in hand, <laughs> um, including talking about challenges and when things may not feel like they're going the way they should be, how you can persevere above it. The interview is filled with humor and joyful shenanigans, and that, that, is highlight, that highlights the balance of hard work and play. In conclusion, Dylan's story is a testament of the power of determination, creativity, and fun in this world of entrepreneurship. For those looking to start a business, Dylan's words of wisdom provide a blueprint for success. Just take the leap, learn as you go, enjoy the process, and don't forget to celebrate with a beer or two. Dylan Healy, thank you so much for being on the Power Up with Manal podcast. We cross paths to through the internet. We're cheers at cheers it was cheers. Let's cheers. 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 We got the Guinness. We got the seltzer action going on. We got the Guinness. We got we got the background. It's yes, yes. That's what it's all about. It's about real Let's talk. Go. It's about conversations. It's about new friendships. And I'm really excited for you to be here and share your journey. Um, your journey as a person, as an individual, and your, you know, your co-founder of Animation Explainer and what that means and how you're sort of moving forward in this digital world. So if we could take a moment, tell us a little bit about who Dylan is. Thanks, Manal. No, appreciate the introduction and um, hello to everyone watching. Um, I'm based in the Isle of Man. This is beautiful Douglas Promenade behind us in the Isle of Man. We're having a bit of a heat wave in September at the moment, which is great. So, um, but yeah, this is where I started the business. Uh, myself and my partner, Aaron, um, five years ago, we set out with Animation Explainers. And um, it started off as a hobby, really, Manal. You know, when people talk about the binary, you know, one or zero of kind of taking the leap into business. Yeah. Um, that didn't really happen for us because I think we were so young um, that, uh, we kind of were able to naturally just kind of navigate or, or guide ourselves into that space, which is quite nice because I imagine a lot of founders and owners watching, uh, you know, they might be working in a job 
and they want to kind of transition into to that sort of right. world. But you know, sometimes you've got to switch the light off to you know to switch another light on in order to do that. But for me and Aaron, it was there's a lot of luck and serendipity in the move, I suppose. Um, we started making videos in 2018 uh, in the blockchain and crypto oh, space nice. because those guys were very technical and they had no kind of marketing background. Right. So we came in with a very uh, cheap offer, I suppose. I think we charged, it was very, very cheap at the time. It was two or three grand uh, USD oh, wow. for a video. Um, so we came in and we did the marketing for them. We did their, you know, all the video content um, websites and and helped them with their creative and branding. And then from that point, then it was a snowball effect. We started to get clients in. We learned how to send invoices out, and uh, and we never looked back really. You know, so it's it's a great story. Wow, that is a great story. Also, can I say that you guys found such a great niche? Um, because in the, you know, blockchain crypto sort of, uh, era that was launching, you guys found a niche, you entered into a gap, right? And, um, you were giving them, that's an industry. And I, I come from a finance background, finance, anything yeah. dealing with technology, blockchain, finance, crypto, sort of the future of, um, digital money. Education is what creates trust. Education yeah. is what creates sort of, um, I would say, buy-in and understanding and moving forward, right? So you almost mm -hmm. provided maybe something unconsciously further than just marketing. You provided a platform where they could provide that education and really, you know, multiply. Yeah, you are like for a sure. force multiplier. Well, this is it. I mean, you know, I think, I think these videos... Um, are a very powerful educational tool for sure and uh and you put a nice voiceover you get nice creative a good storyboard and a good story behind it then it can engage people and um me and you both know manel how bad uh, millennials are for kind of staying engaged and reading and actually digesting information so i think the video content that we provide the different styles um are a really good hook basically so you know, if you have a sales funnel and you want to get somebody to the buying um, position, um, you know, we're a really good top of funnel sort of uh, element to educate and to get that brand yeah. awareness going and get them into your pipeline. Right. Um, and these videos are really powerful for that, I think, you know. So so before you sat there and you're, you know, you started uh, thinking about starting this business, what did you do? So... Uh, myself and my partner Aaron, we both um, we both working in tech. Okay. So we both work were working in Dublin and Ireland at the time, and uh, I had a stint at Accenture, uh, Facebook project there, and I also worked in a company called Marketo, oh, okay. which is now owned by yeah. Adobe. So we um, we spent two years working in tech, getting things going, but in the evenings we'd spend our time in hotel lobbies and coffee shops and in bars and we were just kind of cooking up this idea that we had um and yeah i think it was kind of aaron's idea to start yeah. with but i kind of rolled with it aaron's very good with the back end he's very good with the operations he's very good with the you know the technical stuff whereas i'm very good at the selling i'm very good at the branding and the marketing so we're a really good kind of yin yang uh, mix together so you know and i think like we couldn't have got this far without having the support of each other as well. Um, 
which is really really important but um but yeah like we're good friends i think first before founders so that also helps and we met at this internship so there's four interns oh, okay. and aaron was sat opposite me as an intern and uh he was kind of a shy retiring sort of character um and and you were the opposite i think you know, <laughs> I'm, yeah, i mean obviously but um he he you know he struggled kind of to, to you know to present to communicate and all that stuff so obviously he had this great idea and he said okay well i can't get it out unless i have a partner in crime so um so that's where i came in and um and we and we worked together since that point you know a few few little fights along the way but nothing major you know we've kind of kept it kept it kosher five years in business and um every year we go from strength to strength and and i think the the relationship gets stronger and and um the trust that we have for each other gets better so you know it's like any good relationship in life i suppose yeah no that's true that's true i mean and and that i think what you said is really important that having that trust and having the vision that you both want to go towards you know what you're building your company to is very important um how do you deal like i mean you you started off niche you're growing you've grown kind of fast right so how do you as you know a founder how do you keep up with the pace how do you know how to grow your business like are you are you guys sitting there creating strategic plans? Are you sort of leveraging, you know, um, resources? How are you, you know, growing as, as you know, the years progress? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, <laughs> and it's, you know, okay about, it's, it's okay to talk about, it's okay to talk about times that didn't work, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like, um, I think like, you know, the first two years for sure, we were just scrambling yeah. for like sales and we were working like month on month. And then we got like to maybe 2020 around the pandemic time. And that's when we started to focus quarterly plans quarterly. And now I think we're kind of like looking half year to a year. So because the business has been going for so long, it's like your horizon and you know, the horizon increases. So you can actually plan ahead for longer. Right. But when, when you're, when you're trying to bootstrap a startup initially, it's uh, you're scrambling for, um, you know, deal to deal month to right. month and you it's a it, i don't like to use the word hustle but it's um you're scrambling around um until you kind of have the cash in the bank and you have the brand trust and you have uh the portfolio and you have the testimonials right. around you because i think those are all things that you can't really buy uh you can't really pay for right. them so at, at this level we're at now is we know we have the brand we know we have a good client base we know we've got good testimonials and we've got a great team around us as well. So it's a lot, it's a lot easier, but I just remember in the early days, like working like, you know, 12, 15 hour days in coffee shops, um, you know, on calls with all sorts of people around the world, you know, just trying to make it work right. really. And, uh, and you get a bit of luck along the way as well, Manal, um, you get some deals that come in and, uh, they change the trajectory of your quarter. Exactly you know and um but i always think that you make your own look you know so as long as you have the calls in your calendar um you 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 know you get that opportunity to roll the dice because you don't know who's on the other side of the call um but yeah that's that's really how we kind of grew the business to this level um there's no science behind it it's more about like perseverance and and trust and uh and and not taking no you're not yeah. not taking a no as, as, the, as the final answer. Well, and I also think I also think it's and I, I teach my kids this that 
rejection is probably one of the best skills you will you will learn in life, like literally. Yeah. And so I'm assuming as you've gone through this, having a strong sort of head on your shoulders, not taking things personal, persevering and pushing through those kind of things probably and and it might not have always been that way you might have felt pers it, it personal and there were days that it probably yeah. sucked to suck right and you were like how do we move forward but you know how how do early startup founders how do they sort of push through that phase because i feel like a lot of them unless you've sort of hit a big client right yeah. away and you've you've kind of gone that path which is not the common right that that happens less than actually persevering yeah. and, and churning and building a pipeline right yeah it's very hard i mean you know i'm a 90s girl i was born in 1993 so the way that i was brought up and educated you know things were quite good in the world yeah. you know there wasn't really much going wrong yeah. and and also the way that we educated kids back then it was like um you know everybody kind of gets a gold medal you know <laughs> everybody wins <laughs> You know, and uh, unfortunately, the world doesn't really work like yeah. that. Um, you know, and I think rejection and failure and letting that sit is really, really important. And I don't think in my generation, so, you know, millennials in 1993, um, we didn't get much of that growing up. Yeah, you know, yeah. we weren't taught that. Yeah. But I think kids are now getting taught that. I went past a school recently that's near me and uh, on the wall they have their kind of motto and uh one of the one of the parts of the slogan was talking about risk you know taking a risk and i thought that was really interesting because when i was a kid that wasn't no. uh a part of the narrative yeah. taking a risk yeah. you know uh the people that did the best in my year group you know were the doctors the lawyers um the accountants right. you know they're, they're they're the head of the society you know and that's that's your goal. Right. But um, but as we both know, I mean, there's many professions where you can make a good living, um, you know, blue collar or white collar. Um, and I think that the way we educated kids has changed a lot now, hopefully. But um, yeah, I mean, look, founders are very rare. And I think you've got to go through that failure barrier. And you've got to absolutely crash and burn at points in your life in order to learn and make yourself a better founder. And also to be a success in business is, is absolutely essential. It's not something you should be scared of. Um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of inevitable, I suppose. I 100% agree. But I think it's not just with millennials. Um, if I think about, I'm going to talk about my generation a little bit. And I'm like yeah, a sure. decade, you know, plus ahead of you. Um, and what was interesting is we lived in an era where the information that we knew only existed within the family circle that we were in or the inner circle. There was no internet, right? Wasn't developed until mm. I think 1997 from Netscape. <laughs> um, we, and I, I grew up in a country where even, I even grew up in a compound, satellite was restricted, and the books that came into my school were probably restricted as well on what we were to learn. So I, I and many people like me, we had to sort of break this need to be accepted in societal norms. It was so mm. embedded in us, whether it be through religion, through cultures, through, you know, school and society, that we had to be a certain way. Um, I, mm -hmm. as a, you know, Middle Eastern 
female grew up a certain way, right? Like I was a nurturer, I was safe. Things were always safety yeah, was yeah. important. And it's very hard for me to, you know, switch that. You said switch it off and then switch it on. It's almost like I have to yeah. do both because what will happen if I yeah. switch it off? Like this always kind of, and I'm so very self-aware. Like I'm watching myself do things. Like this, yeah. It's like this halo coming in. Like I'm, it's a secondary manal. And it's like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you yeah. overthinking this? Why are you trying to be it's safe? Yeah. It's hard to unprogram things that you will learn. Yes. And, and I think for like a long time, that kind of self-acceptance was a hard thing for me. Yeah was actually like I was always looking for other people be it my you know my father or my family or my friends uh getting that you know like pat on the back or getting kind of accepted but actually it's it's actually with it's it's within you you know and how you feel right. about how your business journey is going right. um, but we don't think that way it's, it's so hard yeah, so it's weird. It's a weird one. I feel it. like that sometimes too. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes too. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's your journey, isn't it? Yeah. It's not their journey. Yeah. And, you know, I think like as long as you, you're true to what you want to do, why should you need other people's right. um, acceptance for that? But it's very hard. Most people are not like that. Most people are the opposite to that. Um, you know, ninety. I mean, 99% of people will be the opposite to us. Yeah. But, um, you know, you kind of have to step out of the pack if you want to take control of your own life and you want to, you know, make a move um, because the alternative is, you know, it's difficult for people uh, to, to, to deal with on a daily basis. And I don't regret the decision now, but there was definitely days in the early days where it's tough. You're not making the money. You're not getting that pat on right. the back. And, you know, you're kind of thinking, do I need to go and get a, you know, a real job? Right. So right. yeah, it's tough. right. And then and then things start trickling in, like questioning your why, disappointment, all the things that sort of hinder us from, I would say, breaking free. That's when that's when I got my tattoos. When I, <laughs> I like how and they're like, the birds, you know, like I had to. I had it's a good to, symbol. Yeah, I had to symbol, symbolic. I had to purposely uh, be very purposeful about what I wanted out of my journey and how I break free. And I still struggle. Like I think it's an okay struggle. Yeah. I think and if you know what you want, you have to start putting the actions in place to get there. Just like in a business, if you know, if you have set certain targets and goals, you're going to put together a strategy to get there, right? How big is your pipeline? How do you churn? Where are you going to, you know, target? What channels are going to distribute in? Like you, you, we create all this and it's easy because it's like business and you're like, ah, I'm not going to apply it to my personal life. When we realize when we apply it to our personal life, we can grow and all the other areas that we real some of us really desire. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it's, it's it's like a business life is a microcosm for your whole rest of your life, you know? Um, and it should only really be a small part of who you are, you know? Yeah. And I think for some founders, it gets on top of the, your, your, your self, you know? Um, but as you get older, you realize there's more to life. You know, there is more to life than more. Right. And, um, you know, this getting a fine balance. You don't want to burn out. You know, I mean, we've probably both been there before. I mean, that's a that's a negative side effect of trying to grow bootstrap a business. But um, you do get over it, and then you 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 know you you make changes in your lifestyle to to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Basically, yeah. you know, yeah, you have to optimize the way you live. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I completely agree. So, tell us a little bit about your business. 
Um, you know, what what channels are you in? How are you reaching clients? How can clients, potential clients reach you? Like what value are you giving out there? Sure. So animation explainers offer creative animated content. Um, we have a four to six week timeline to create any sort of project between one minute to five minutes. We can do it in six weeks. Oh, wow. And we have a process called the rise process, which is our creative proprietary in-house patented process that we've created over five years. So that stems from, you know, a requirements gathering, going into the scripting, the creative, the storyboarding, uh, the animation, the illustration, um, the revisions for our software. And, you know, we've wrapped the whole thing up, but we kind of fine tuned it so much now to, to the level where we, you know, clients, we've got clients like Hitachi. We've got the PGA tours is now on our books. Uh, DHL are there. And um, so, you know, we started working with startups, scale-ups, and in the five years that we've been doing this, now we seem to be hitting some blue-chip companies, which is amazing to see how far we've gone. But in terms of the industries we work in, uh, IT and software is obviously number one. I'd say medical device, medical oh, practice. Yes. Uh, the medical industry love these videos because it, you know, obviously creates simplicity in what they right. do. Um Financial services, um, insurance is a massive industry for us. We have a big client called Kemper, uh, Kemper Auto Insurance. Yeah, yeah. And, um, they've bought a bunch of minutes from us over the past two years. And we're starting to delve into other departments there, which is great. So anywhere where there's complexity in a business, right. I think these videos do a really great way of, of portraying simplicity and um, and educating your audience. Wow. Wow. Wait, can we cheers? Can we cheers to all that growth? We're cheersing again. Totally <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there's no calories in that seltzer though. Yeah. There's there's like a minimal. Yeah. This is like 350. So, you know, you're beating me there. I, I guess, but it's, it's also, you know, 1230 where I am and past six o'clock where you are. That's going to change. That's going to exactly. change in a couple hours. <laughs> You need to let loose on the weekend, right? Balance. There's a little bit of balance. Well, how, how do exactly. you let loose? I mean, you got a lot going on. What is what is your outlet? So, so I do a lot of running myself. So I do 5K runs. I try and do it every other day. Um, I'm big into playing squash. Um, I go skiing in the wintertime. Oh, wow. So those are, those are kind of things that I do yeah. to switch off. Um, you know, reading. Just try and get out of your head, I suppose. Right. But it's very hard, I suppose, at the end of the day when you're buzzing from working yeah. to actually settle down. Living on the Isle of Man is great oh because that looks great. you've got nature all around you. Yeah. You know, I've got the beach right here. Yeah. Uh, I can go sea swimming. I can go for a nice walk with, with the dog. Like, so it's not hard to switch off. Um, but that's also something you have to learn as a founder as right. well. Um, and I've only started getting getting good at that in the past year, I think, yeah. really. Um, but before that, I mean, you're just, you're working constantly right. and you constantly get emails on this thing, <laughs> you know, so sometimes you got to just turn my, it off. Mine has literally know, been flashing it. since we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Like, you know, it's not good. Um, you need to just have time to yourself, you know, and self-reflection and, and try and get out into nature is really important. So, um, and that's probably the place where you get the best creative ideas as well right. is when you're totally switched off, you're off the grid. Right. Um, so it's something I'm consciously trying to work on. It's very hard, though. It's very hard because a lot of our clients are in the States. 
So I'll be working up until 10 p.m. Uh, BST yeah. at the moment, British summertime. Um, because, I mean, like 85% of our clients are out that way. So it's it's like, um, it's just the way it is. But um, it's fine. You know, I don't mind. You, you guys have the budgets in the States, whereas the Europeans are a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word? They're a bit more tight with their budgets <laughs> in terms of marketing, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it will change in a few yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if what's interesting is, and I, I, I teach this, so this is, this is what I teach people that have sort of, I would say, um, short-term restrictive budgets. I'm like, have you calculated the true ROI and the multiplier of where you would be if you took on X, Y, and Z initially? And usually, yeah, exactly. usually That's a good if, it's, if it's at least 2x what you expected in your normal forecast, it's worth it. I'm writing that down. Write That's down. a good one. I'll be your consultant there, you know, on how to. Uh... <laughs> but it is true. Yeah, no, it's always I mean, for, frequent. For anybody, yeah, for anybody out there, it's true, right? We generally look at a number right away and we react to it. But where I think growth mindsets come, especially in business and as founders and as owning companies or trying to drive growth within companies that you're managing, it is really important to look at a number and say, what will this do to the regular yeah. course of trajectory and forecast that I have today? If it's going to increase well, we say it, right, then it's worth it. Yeah. And so we miss that. That's why we don't grow as much as we should. Exactly. It's not the cost, it's the investment. Right. And what, you know, what that investment is going to do for your business. Right. That's the way we try and pose it, is try and move it away from a monetary, uh, what is the cost question, which always happens on sales calls. Right. Um, and, you know, big up the features and benefits of what we do. And then, you know, you hit them with the investment rather than the cost. Right. Um, now you've given value. But yeah, in, there's value. Exactly, yes. you've given value that way. You know, you know, budgets are always an issue, and it's always a difficult conversation. Another way to get around it, I, I find, is to say uh, something like, "I know you have cash flow issues," rather than saying, "Oh, you don't have the budget." Say something like, "Oh, you have you have a few cash flow issues," because right. it just sounds more sophisticated. <laughs> well, and you're solving for the cash flow issue, right? You, your exactly. product solves for the cash flow issue because it's driving more, you know, uh, yeah. penetration in the market, which helps them gain right cash flow back in. Exactly. So, yeah, but you know, those are kind of all areas of the sales process. We could talk about it for 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 hours, Manal. Probably, yeah. you know, sales techniques and the way to go about it. But it's really fascinating. The whole psychology behind sales and selling is like, I think that is the best skill you can learn in your 20s yes. you know once you learn that that basic selling skill i think it can take you into a lot of different interesting areas in your in your career I agree. and i think it's like people think of selling like i i'm a salesperson and i'm i'm selling but it's really you're internally selling if you're working at a company right you are selling yourself at all times right yeah. and so you really have to learn it and i learned i learned two key things one optics matter the first thing that they're seeing or they're reacting to matters. It's period. And so, yeah, and, sure. and, and the words that you use matter because if you are using trigger words that are going to distract them from the value that you're providing, you've already derailed the whole conversation in the first 10 seconds. 
Yeah. Right? Those yeah. are like two no key people. things I learned, you know, early on. I was I was such a dork. I thought, you know, you you had to be the smartest person in the room. And if you had the most information and spewed all the knowledge that you had, that you know, you're that that's how that's how you went. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I quickly learned that's true. and I'm sure a lot of technology individuals face this because now I coach them on how to be yeah. <laughs> to sales teams and well, marketing and you know. Yeah, what we teach our sales agents is to um, navigating the sales calls or discovery calls generally is like, you know, you the client or the prospect should be speaking around 70% of the time. Um, whereas in the early days, well, especially for me, I, I'd be talking right. like 80% of the time, <laughs> right? You know, where the client's only getting 20% of the, you know what I mean? But you have to do the discovery. You have to understand their pain points and where they're right. coming from. So the way you do that is you ask some questions, qualifying questions, to see if they're eligible for what you're right. offering, not the other way right. around. Right. You know what I mean? So you have to qualify in clients into your pipeline rather than vice versa. It's not like, oh, you know, come and do business with right. us. We have like five or six questions we ask our clients coming in to the pipe because we know there's a ton of clients that aren't a good right. fit for us. We don't want right. to work with them. So it's actually trying to change your mentality and just trying to sit back a little bit and listen to what people have to say. And yeah, it took me a long time to, to get that, um, to get that right. Uh, obviously this is a podcast, so it's a different medium, right? But, um, no, you're right. but you know what I'm yeah, trying to say. No, you're right. Talk, right. I think, you know, it, it takes it, obviously you learn, it takes practice, but I think what's important and you, I think you said it and maybe we're losing this a little bit, but what you're doing indirectly is also building a relationship. We, I think, in society have almost undervalued the importance of relationship building, right? Because, For sure. because when you, and we are human, we are still connected through touch, through feeling, through understanding, through relationships. And if I can build a relationship with a client up front, I have now created a bond, trust, understanding, less you know, going back and forth because I'm not really understanding what value it is to the client, right? And you're, you'll be more successful in the long run. And I think these are key elements that, you know, people sort of miss up front. And maybe we're missing a little bit in our digital world too, right? We work more remote. For sure. It's a lot of transactional, yeah. you know, everything's transactional. Everything is done by the click of a button. You know, even uh, a transaction of money now is very kind of digitalized. You know, it's like two clicks right. on an iPhone. Um Whereas I think what we try and do at Animation Explainers is we try and, you know, nurture that kind of consultancy, which is really important. And we have some amazing clients that stuck with us for five years, you know, and, you know, if you give them a good experience for one video, they'll come back for five more, they'll come back right. for 10 more. And, and it was, you know, as you get older, you realize that. But when I was younger, it was like transactional. <laughs> oh, let's try and get the deal. Let's try, you know, like, let's two or 3k here do, yeah. do, do. you're running around on the hamster wheel every week but actually as you get older you realize if you have like three or four key clients and you go all in you make them happy you know you nurture them you send them gifts you email them out of the blue pick up the phone have a conversation with them i think that is the way to to run a small agency rather than running around like a headless yeah. chicken like i was <laughs> And you know, you're trying to get different deals, you know, fine. But, you know, you've got to treat your clients with respect. And I think you'll get respect in return. Yes, that is true. hundred percent. So 
in all this, like, do you have mentors or individuals in your life that you lean on as, because you, not only are you growing your company, um, which is probably so, so fulfilling to say for yourself, but you as a person throughout this conversation, you're talking about how you are evolving as a person, as an individual, yeah. right? Well, yeah. So, so I suppose, you know, we've had like uh, probably five or six different mentors in our time. Um, and they've all helped us through different stages of, of the journey. You know, um, the main ones that stick out for me, Malachi Spain was one of the first guys I met. Um, and he was an older gentleman who lives in Dublin. Um, he was very spiritual, but he had an amazing career. And he helped me in the really early days of, of growing the business. I've not seen him in a few years since COVID. I need to, to catch up with him, but he was instrumental. Dave McDonald is another guy um, who's based in the Isle of Man. And um, Dave helped us with a lot of the branding, building the business to start off with. He's been in you know online businesses for a long, long time. So Dave's a great guy. Um, uh, John Qualls, who's based in Indiana, in Indianapolis. He uh, helped us the past year or two to kind of grow the business. And also uh, he helped us with the culture of our okay. business as well, which is really interesting. So I feel like, and also my dad is, is an amazing um, mentor to me. He's a director on the board in our company as and well. he knows you the best. Well, he, runs he knows you the best. Exactly. When, when, when yeah. uh, you're talking, he knows what's in your head. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's been there since the start, and he's been a, a constant uh, source of support and guidance for us, myself and Aaron. Um, so, and also there's been other people as well that help you along the way. You know, your clients tell you things as well, which is really, really right. interesting. But I think, um, you know, those four guys... I mean, they, you know, they helped us, you know, a lot. And it's like different, it's like different seasons, isn't it? You know, the business sometimes needs different advice. You know, when you're first starting off, when you're established, you know, when you're going into financial issues, um, I think as long as you're kind of open enough to that feedback, um, then, you know, the right, the right people will kind of help you out with it as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just me and Aaron, you know, there's a, a massive ecosystem of people around us and our team as well. Manal is incredible. Uh, the team of people and some people that are still working with us now, but also people that, you know, work with us for a year or two in their twenties and they've moved on to like amazing oh, opportunities yes. elsewhere. Um, you know, so they all kind of leave their mark on the business in different ways, which is, which is quite inspiring to think about, you know, uh, that the entity is not just one person, but it's, you know, a multitude of different kind of people's expertise that that are kind of firing this thing up, uh, you know, up into yeah. space. You well, know. And, you know, like culture, it's interesting because a lot of startups, that is one of the areas that's a struggle and not purposefully, but most a lot of new businesses and startups are sort of in the trenches, moving hard. Um, with all the other things that are needed to be done. So it's almost like it's an interesting dynamic or human nature where we put culture, people, relationships a little bit on the side, right? Because you just don't have the capacity to do so. Um, how did you guys, you know, sort of build the culture? And what is your, you know, sort of your value ticket internally with your team? 
So the, the value, the headline values are client commitment, resilience, engagement, abundance mentality, thinking outside the box and going the extra mile. So a few of those are a bit vague, but I think as a whole, you know, the, the people who embody animation explainers all have some of those attributes, you know, which really helps us on a daily basis you, to grow the business. You know what's funny is I grew up in a very corporate structured world and there was there was good and the bad right there's no i don't think there's one way to sway but i think what's interesting is is when i left that world five years ago and i started sort of exploring things um you know i was so impressed with how a lot of companies that weren't in such a and you you worked at you know a consulting firm so you know how it is like it was so prescribed right probably even to the level of the color scheme that you're allowed to use on a presentation, Mm -hmm. right? So prescriptive um, that the allowance of, you know, using your creativity or really feeling autonomous in the work you do sort of goes away after many years. And I I had to personally go find that, right? And I'm a very very vocal person. So I, I did get, you know, probably in trouble more than I should have or Maybe I should have gotten in trouble more for for speaking my, yeah. my my you know opinions and peace out there. Um, but I do feel that you know what you just said and what I learned from many startups when I was helping them or consulting with them was that how you just kind of go, like things aren't as prescribed and that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be prescribed. That's okay. If things don't always yeah, follow a actually- course, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean that that that's a big part of, it, isn't it? It's like just ship the product, yeah. you know, just ship the out. service <laughs> and, and work and work on the details around the precipice of that. Right. You know, make a decision, make a move, um, because you know ninety five percent of people will sit back and they'll try and draw a yes. business plan up. You know, they'll try and um, you know. They'll look, they'll look at the finances, yes. they'll talk about it, they'll talk to their friends, they'll talk to their family, but actually in the act of just doing something, yeah, just do it. I'm moving I, you're forward. You're describing and me, even if I used to it, be one of those people. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but it, I know it's hard though, like when you've worked in, in a court, corporate America, you know, you've, you know, you've worked for big companies in the States, I know it's damn hard to get out of that mindset because, you know, that is the way a lot of our economy yes. works. Yeah. Which is needed. That's what creates efficiencies in financial markets. Great, but if you if your desire is to you know uh, push forward and and really take the leap, then that that's not that's not the recipe. Or there's some sort of balance in recipe, right? You take the leap and then build some sort of infrastructure to have balance. But I 100% yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's an interesting one for sure. I think a lot of big companies get bogged down in the small stuff. And if they wanted to be more creative and dynamic, you just got to move fast. You got to be dynamic. But it's hard when you're a part of a, a big tanker, you know. Like we're a small schooner, we're a small yacht. <laughs> yes. You know, we can do stuff because there's not many people involved. Right. Whereas if you're a massive big tanker, it's very hard to make right. decisions and get the sign off and move things right. around. So, you know, I do understand that on the side of the coin. So, yeah. no, you're right. Um, you know what, Dylan, this has been such an amazing conversation. 
And this is really, you know, I love how easy we flowed in our conversation because this is like the first time we really sat down and talked that wasn't like work or business or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Um, no, it was, honestly, it was, it was great to speak to you and, and just do something different, do something out of the box. I don't tend to do these podcasts often. Like, um, I just think speaking, yes. you know, speaking your journey, yes. speaking where you're at, like right now is really important. Yeah. And, um, and thanks, you know, for giving us that platform to do that, man. I'll, we really appreciate 100%. it. I feel like, and this is something that I learned. And, you know, as I grew up, like I told you, very safe and secure and prescribed, <laughs> I learned that the more I diversified who I spoke to, listened to different people's journeys, I ended up slowly even diversifying my own mindsets. So I feel like we yeah. as people need to do that more. And that is why I started this podcast, because I want different stories to be heard. Listen to a different perspective. Force yourself to process something differently. Like what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, exactly. And you know, unless, unless you go against your kind of daily yeah. routine and, and the way that you, you know, the way that you've always done stuff, then you'll never really learn, um, you know, in your, in your, in your business life, but in your personal life as well, you know, you have to constantly try and, uh, you know, push yourself into uncomfortable positions. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm only 29. I've got a lot to learn. You know, if you probably asked a lot of my team, they'd probably say I'm a terrible manager. <laughs> but I hope in a few years time that I, I've become, you know, a good leader, proficient and a good manager, you know, of people. But it just takes time and you've got to roll with the punches. And, um, you know, as long as you're in the game, you know, you can improve and you can, you know, as long as I'm not back in Accenture, right. <laughs> then I can still, you know, I can still kind of, I can grow as right. a person and uh, express myself. So but we'll see where it goes. We're going to do one last cheers. One last cheers. What are we cheersing to, Dylan? What are we cheersing to? Cheers, man. Out to the to weekend. the weekend and, and to take <laughs> a leap. Boom. <laughs> Taking the leap. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. On each episode, we will continue to bring on successful, dynamic individuals to dig deep and share stories that will inspire you to power up your life. This show is packed with unrivaled storytelling and no reservation advice. Tune in now by searching Power Up with Manal wherever podcasts are found. Please show us just a little bit of love by leaving a review and hitting that subscribe button. This helps our small production get reach and voices heard globally. Let's power up together, baby.